Hello, and welcome to Marriage Unchained, the art of one flesh, where saving marriages, saving families, and saving souls is the flavor of the day. Now, let's join our host and author of Marriage Unchained, Catholic Alpha Radical, Jerry Jacobs Jr. Welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, where I help you fix your Catholic marriage. I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages, and now I want to help you. Call 313-RADICAL now. That's area code 313-RADICAL. And ask me anything on tough marital issues, such as what to do when she's asked for divorce. What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation, but you didn't want it. What to do when your wife is cold and distant. What to do when your wife is having an affair. What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless. What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month. What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms. What to do when she has left the home with or without the children. What to do when you are divorced but didn't want it. Call 313-RADICAL. That's area code 313-723-4225. That's area code 313-723-4225. Again, call 313-RADICAL right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, a.k.a. how to man up. So... Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical coming at you now. Hello and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. And where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh, divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating, in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 111th episode, the Holy Lover series continues with part two of how to save my Catholic marriage when my wife has given up, which is gift number 18. Plus live calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that queue. Call 313-RADICAL, that's 313-723-4225, or call using your browser at callinstudio slash radical1. Don't wait. Get in the queue for some resolution to your marriage confusion. And the quote of the day. So let's do this. Quote, young couples who equate marriage and the thrill often refuse to reimburse nature with children and thus lose love. 
as the violinist with a gift for music who does not practice, loses the gift, take the talent away from him. Matthew 25, 28. The first love is not necessarily the lasting love. The thrill of the young priest at his first solemn mass and the near ecstasy of the nun at her clothing are like candy given by God to urge them to climb spiritually. Later on, the sweetness is taken away and it takes a supreme effort of the will to be all one ought to be. So with the honeymoon of marriage, the term itself indicates that at first the love is honey, but afterwards it is as changeable as the moon. End quote. Archbishop Foot J. Sheen, book three to get married. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern for some resolution to your marriage confusion. What is that? Why is that doing that? I don't even understand why that's doing that. I'm going to have to change that, y'all, because I don't know why that's doing that. So, well, as usual, a glick in the gilly up, right? So I want to talk about that quote for a second, the quote that we just did with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen's book. By the way, this is an awesome book. It is a, probably one of the best, probably is the best book written on marriage. It's, I'm not going to laugh. It's a difficult read. You know why? Because it's so deep. And the guys in my program, we we read it. And then guys will say, man, I love the book, but man, I got to read. We all got to read one paragraph like five times because every time we read it, we, we get this deep thought of what's going on. And this quote today, it is so beautiful in that it it, it talks about what all the priests that are the good priests, the suffering priests, the sacrificial priests, the ones going to adoration, the bishops that do the same thing, the cardinals that do the same thing. They understand that when you first come to God, just like in marriage, when, when you first come to God, you get all of these cookies like, oh, my God, you feel so good. And you feel like, oh, that uh, God's never going to leave me. And, you know, you, you know, oh, my Lord, this is great. But then over time, what does God do? God doesn't want us to come to him because we feel good. He wants us to come to him because of our intellect, because of our will, because of our want to, to be with him and to please him. And so what he starts to do over time is strip away the good feelings and leaves you with, okay, now you don't have all the good. Now what you going to do? And so that's why you hear this big, there's a big story about Mother Teresa in her diary that she wrote for, for a year, for decades. She felt that God was not with her. But what did she do? She stayed, was obedient and loved him anyway. And that's what God does. He draws you to him, not because it feels good, because it's the right thing to do. And in marriage, it's the same thing. That's why this quote is so great. He talks about people get married and then they don't want to pay the price of with having kids. 
You know, they don't want to pay the price. They just want to be with their sales forever. And then guess what? Their marriage dries up. It's boring. Because why? Because the, the couple, there's nothing on the line. The couple hasn't given back to the world. You give back to the world. We give back to the world as a marriage couple, as giving children. And when we no longer can have children, we get back with showing people how beautiful and wonderful our marriage is. And so when, when people first get married, that's why, you know, the honey is called a honeymoon phase and everything's great. The person can't do anything wrong. But then like God, what has happens? The marriage gets, it, it dies down. It's, it starts to level out. And people, you know, they start to, and then men, what we do is we take advantage of that. We, we, you know, it starts to level out. And so we just, we don't, we make it worse and worse and worse. But then the beauty of this quote and the beauty of God is he's saying, listen, you don't stay married because of the love. You stay married because that's what God, the creator, the society and your children need you to do. Bam. Okay, so that is a great, great quote. And, you know, I probably should start expounding on these quotes sometimes, but sometimes I just want, you know, you guys to listen to it. And that's why I go to a break after a quote, because I want y'all to really think about the quote and what it's meaning and what it says and what it's saying. Okay, so now we are into our content today. And our content is the Catholic Alpha Radical rant of the day of how to save my marriage when my wife has given up. Today is gift 18, and we are on part two of a two-part series, which states a holy lover protects his sexual health at all times. And it, this is a, that was a good show yesterday, and it's going to be a good show today. Um, yesterday, we covered the first five of the ten, and today we're going to cover the second five of the ten. And some of the questions that we're going to answer, which we stated yesterday. And also, if you want to hear yesterday's show, be sure you can just go to episode uh, yesterday, which is episode 110. Um, you can go to uh, my YouTube channel because it's not on my site because the live shows are like a week or a week and a half ahead. So you have to go to YouTube, which is either pull up Catholic Alpha Radical. And then you just look under the live tab, which is right there in your face. And then what you'll do is you'll just look, click on uh, show uh, episode 110, and that'll be part one of this. And it'll, this, the title tells you exactly what it is. Um, and so we are, some of the questions we're going to answer that we're going to talk about yesterday and today, we did some of them yesterday, is what is a husband's sexual health and why is it important? Why does it take authentic masculinity to protect our sexual health? Why is sex the second most important thing in marriage? And why is pornography harmful to our sexual health? And we covered those yesterday. And when we come back from the, uh, the next break, I'm going to go into those for like about five seconds and then move on to the second five. OK, um, so then the next question is, why is um, why is masturbation harmful to our sexual health? Why is premature ejaculation harmful to our sexual health? How does what we eat harm our sexual health? And why is it unfair to our beloved wife if we do harm to our sexual health? And how can offenses against chastity, such as pornography and masturbation, open the door to the demonic in our home and harm our souls? So real quick, we are going to go into 
what is sexual health? And I kind of have my own um, definition of it. Um, because just to be just to be um, just to be clear, I know a lot about this subject. Uh, I have been doing this for years, and I, I've researched extensively. Been doing this for what probably fifteen to I don't even remember now. Fifteen years, maybe twenty, something like that. Um, maybe a little less, maybe less than that. But the thing about it is, is um, it's it. I want to help you to understand how important your sexual health is to you. And when I say sexual health, I mean everything of your sexual organs, um, your body, your blood system, all your organs, your mental health, your spiritual health, everything includes your sexual health. Why? Because you are, you are, your semen helps you create life and that's how important you are. Um, and so we have to understand what that means and, and how God sees that and how why it's important to, to, to everyone around us. Okay. So what is a husband's sexual health and why is it important to maintain? So sexual health is anything that positively affects or is harmful or negatively affects our ability as husbands to make world-class love to our beloved wife physically or spiritually for the benefit of God and our beloved wife. Okay. Now I know that's a lot. That's a lot, but what we're talking about is, is a lot, you know, and, um, because if you, if you, if you aren't healthy, man, if you're sick, you, you're full of disease and toxicity, then guess what's one of the first things that's going to leave you. It's, it's going to be your sexual drive, your sexual performance, your sexual, what you know, be though, all that stuff. And if we are unable to to um, perform like we're supposed to as a as a as a man, then who suffers? Well, of course we suffer, but who suffers more? Our wife, because she can't bond to us properly, you know. Um, and people don't look like look at sex like that, but it's the truth. We got to stop trying to put sex underneath the carpet and only talk about it in dark rooms. We don't, you know. We got to talk about sex out in the open so people and not be dirty about it which you know if you listen to me i never address sex in a kinky crazy lustful way i try my best some things you gotta say like sometimes you just gotta say orgasm okay sometimes you just gotta say the word okay because people only understand that you know and so but i try my best to talk about it in a respectful way that even children can listen without you know, being crazy, you know, I'm talking about, you know, 13 and above, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I put my, I try to talk about it respectful. So it doesn't offend women and it doesn't offend men. Um, but also edu you know, also educational. Right. Um, and so with that being said, we are going to, um, our sexual health has its own definition. It's men are important. Sex is important to men. Our organs are just as important as women. Our bodies are just as important as women's bodies. And, you know, I get a little perturbed when all we hear is about women and their vibes and their breasts and their their health and, and what's going on with them. And then when men try to, when we try to, you know, get our stuff right, oh, well, you know, y'all don't count. Y'all don't matter. Now, nobody comes out and, like, says it out loud, but that's kind of how women think. <laughs> it is, man. It's kind of how women think. You know, oh, you're gonna be all right, but let you not, you know, let you not take, let you not be sympathetic to their stuff. 
well, you know what? We can't make love tonight because it hurts down there. It hurts down there. Oh, okay. Well, how many days in a row is that going to happen? <laughs> you know, you can't say stuff like that, can you? Because they get mad. Remember, you, your wife can turn you down for sex every day for five years in a row, but you turn her down one time and you gay. <laughs> You're gay now, aren't you? You are gay. What happened? You didn't tell me. Oh, that's so wonderful. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, that is the that right there is the uh, is the definition of sexual health. Um, and we'll go over it again here in a minute after the break. But I just want you guys to understand that being a holy lover it's a different level than the regular man. And if we don't understand that we, it's a, it's a different level. It's greatness. Right. And so that means what we have to be great in every facet of our marriage. That's why there are 33 gifts. And again, my, I can any, almost, you know, any reasonable person, doctor or therapist or coach, any reasonable coach, that's worth their weight and salt can um, can help you get your wife back, right? Hell, you can get your wife back if your wife ain't, you know. But see, here's the thing that people that that only the great coaches can do, and the ones that are at the top of their field, they not only can help you get your wife back, they can have you get her back. Where in twenty years she will ever not want to leave you again. Won't even think about it. That's what you need a coach for. Somebody that can help you because you don't know how to do it. You don't. I'm not, I'm just not being cocky, but you don't. <laughs> you don't. And so that is the whole thing about this. That's that's the whole key to this whole thing. Not only to get to keep your wife happy, to keep her satisfied, to get her to, to come back to you if she's left you or she's avoiding you. It's once when you once you do get her back, how do you keep that woman happy so that and fulfilled as a woman and satisfied in your love for 50 years or a hundred years or you know, well, it won't be a hundred years, no, a uh, 50 years or 60 years or 70 years if you're 20 or something like that. Remember, right now, if you're 20 years old and you just got married, you have 80 years of marriage to go. If you're 50, you got 50 years of marriage to go. And when you put it like that, then that should cause you to go, oh, my God, that is a long time. How am I going to keep my family together for that long? Because believe it or not, even when your kids are grown, they're still part of your family. You got to keep that together. Most people have this thing that, well, when the kids are 18, they graduate, then, you know, I can divorce my husband or I can leave. That is from hell. Your children will always need you no matter how old they are. They're going to always need your experience. They're going to always need your guidance. They're going to always need your support. And they're going to always need your love. And so and 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 you're and and, and they want to know that you respect them and love them. You know, um that never goes away. You are always your your kids' father. You're always your kid's mother. Now, the relationship changes. You know, you can't tell them what to do and make them do stuff like that. Parents kill me. The kid is 30, 40 years old, 25, 30 years old, and they still tell them what to do like they was five. Your kid can't grow like that. Your child can't grow like that, right? You know, they can't. They don't learn to grow on their own. What you do is you have to 
take the reins off and guide your child. And then as they grow, you take the reins off a little more, a little more, a little more. And then you see they grow into this blossoming flower that you and the Holy Spirit had a, had, had a hand in, right? So with that being said, we're going to take our, our next break and we will be back. And I hope you guys stay with me because we have the next five of how to protect your sexual health as a man, what that means. And you don't even need a doctor to do it. Ba -ba 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 Bam! If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. Okay, we are back. So callers, I get I need a call to come in, a call to come in. If you are a guy that you're on medication and you're having erectile dysfunction problems, you took you tried the blue pill and the blue pill don't work, <laughs> you know, call. If you're a guy that has premature ejaculation and you don't understand why, and you've tried, you think you've tried everything, give me a call, and I will help you, okay? Next, so we are there. We are here. We are going to go into our content for the day, and I hope this helps you guys, and um, I hope that you really get some out of it and that you share the show um, because many men need this. They nearly need to hear the things that I'm saying in uh, episode 110 and in this episode right here. Um, I, I, I like I, my job is I want guys to share and share the share the love. Well, that means what if you're listening and you're getting some out of this thing, think how many other dudes, other husbands need what you're what you're getting. And so, you know, pay back, pay back, man you know, and, and um, give back to the world. It's something simple you can do. You know, people share silly stuff like silly vi cat videos and people acting silly all on the thing. They share that. But when something that really can help the multitude of husbands in their marriage and really help them save the most important relationship in their life or they ever will have, then everybody's all, nobody wants to really talk about it. Nobody really wants to, you know, you know, get that out there. And that's one of the reasons that like the pornography guy I had on what I do about saving marriages, man, people, they not really into that. They really not trying to into that, you know, everybody, because people, what they want to do is they want to be able to leave the woman they with for the most part and go get another woman when the woman they got doesn't act right. 
Um, and so, and that's not right. That's not right. You know, um, we have no stick to and people that, you know, men that are, are having pornography problems or masturbation problems, stuff like that. You know, we put that on the rug. Nobody wants to help those dudes. And, and you know, that ain't right. Those, that's, those dudes need help too. Just like an alcoholic or a drug addict or whatever, because, you know, they, that stuff is really damaging to the body and to the soul, which we're going to go into here in a minute. But see, that stuff is under the ground. Nobody wants to talk about that. It's like the black market, right? <laughs> so when you really can help people and people, you know, then that, that should be shared. That should really be shared, right? Because love is meant to be shared. So we are here and we are ready to go. So now, again, we are talking about gift 18 of a holy lover, and that is a holy lover protects the sexual health at all times. And this is part two. So again, we're going to go, I'm going to read the definition of what is a husband's sexual health important and what is sexual health. So sexual health is anything that positively affects or is harmful or negatively affects our ability as husbands to make world-class love to our beloved wife physically or spiritually for the benefit of God and our beloved wife. And why is this important? Because she is our beloved wife and the and the mother of our children, and then because she deserves no less than the best we can bestow upon her during the holy caress. Um, our mindset as husbands must always be to never, ever disappoint our wife in the bedroom, um, loving her, because why? Emotional connection is the key. Sure, you can start the emotional connection with conversation. You can start the emotional connection with doing things outside the bedroom, which I go, I think is very, very important. But the culmination is when you get inside the bedroom, the game starts outside the bedroom. If you wait till you get inside the bedroom with your wife and try to fix stuff, it ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. You know, you go, you can try to adjust, but this ain't football. This ain't halftime. You know, you can try to just like Bill Belichick and all that kind of stuff, but it don't work in this game. You know, you've got to win the game before the game. That's how you win this. And if you try to wait till you get inside the bedroom to get everything together, it's not going to work out. Why? Because your wife, you will disappoint her. And if you do that too many, too long for too many weeks or too many months or too many years, the emotional connection in your marriage will leave and your wife will think you don't love her. Okay. So we we did the so that was number one. So number two is why does it take uh, authentic masculine to protect our sexual health? Simply put, to be a world class lover requires unheard of discipline. So this is the thing, you know. Um, the next one before we move on to the five for today is why is sex the second most important thing in marriage? The marital embrace is the second most important thing in marriage because it fosters and builds and helps maintain emotional closeness, which is arguably the most important thing for a wife in marriage. Okay. If you don't, you got to get that. I can't tell you how much I have to bang that into guys' heads. Bang it, bang it, bang it, bang it. You know, I try to get, I talk to guys every day, you know, about coming to my program and they just don't get the emotional closest thing. They think it's just something that doesn't really matter. And so that, but they don't really realize that's why their wife gone. And if emotional closest wasn't important, why is your wife always trying to get it? And why is she leaving you? Why is she gone? Why is she not talking? Why is she not trusting you? Why is she not opening up and telling you all her deepest and darkest secrets? Why? Because she don't feel close to, to her husband. That's what she does it for. 
But I talk to guys every day. Well, I got to think about it. I don't want to do this. Well, I got to pay my bills. Dude, your wife is leaving you. She's gone. And you think that you can pay a bill and your that bill is going to get your family back together? You know, Satan has just corrupted our brain so much. We don't even know how to be a real man anymore. How to make a masculine decision on anything. You know, your wife is a, your wife didn't let you and you she's across the street, across the across the, the town trying to trying to get rid of you and build her own life and you you talking about, well, I got to think about it. I got to think about it. I got to go talk to her about it. What you going to talk to her about? What you gonna, if you if you come to a marriage coach and the coach is trying to help you come in and say, well, look, uh, I got to go talk, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to talk to uh, my wife. Well, right now, if, if you're coming to me because I specialize in how to help somebody save their marriage when their wife don't want to. So if your wife don't care about saving your marriage and you go ask her, hey, I'm going to spend this money for this marriage coach to, uh, to make our marriage better. That's like saying, let's go to marriage counseling. She's going to be like, I don't know. Why would you? I don't want you to spend no money on that. See, that's a weak, wuss decision. That's a weak, wuss decision. What it is, what it really is, um, as a man, you don't want to spend the money. You don't want to put, and more, and more importantly, you don't want to put the work in. And so you go blame it on, you know, use your wife or your mama or your bills or your credit or whatever your kids for an excuse not to man up and do the right thing and do what God would have you do. You know, that is the most frustrating thing. And then as a coach, and I'm not the only coach that goes through this, you know, you try your best to be not so passionate and because you know the future. As a marriage coach, I've seen, I've talked to so many guys and I know their future. I know what's going to happen. And so as a man, as a, as a person who cares, I start to panic because I'm like, dude, you just don't know what you're doing. You're going to come back to me and it's going to be worse. We got to do way more work. If you don't, if you don't come and get help now, then you're going to come back to me in a year or two years or six months. It happens to me all the time, you know, and they come back and it's way worse than it was, which means we got double or triple the amount of work to do. But if you just man up the first time and stop trying to think you know everything and that you got under control, then we can get this going. And that six months that you you don't wait six months, you actually use that six months to move closer to your wife and to get her to realize that you really love her. Because I one thing I know, every man that sits before me, every man that listens to this podcast, they love their wives unconditionally. They do. The problem is. Their wife don't know it. She believes that you don't love her. She believes you don't care. And like I tell them all the time, it don't matter what I think. It don't matter what you think. It matters what your wife thinks. And that is the key. So um, next, uh, real quickly, why is pornography harmful to, our, harmful to our sexual health? Well, pornography is harmful because it separates us from our beloved and the divine lover. The pornography separates us from our, our God and it separates us from our wife and it makes us only focus on ourselves, which is selfishness. Number nine, and they're not number nine. The next one, why is masturbation harmful to our sexual health? And it's because masturbation hurts our physical power as a man by unnecessarily wasting our sexual hormones. All of our hormones are in our semen. Most people don't know that. So if you lose too much of it, you get ED. Things start to go wrong. And if you're masturbating, guess what? You're wasting your seat on the ground, which goes against God and your physical makeup as a man. You become weak mentally. You become weak sexually. 
and you become weak spiritually. Okay. Next one, which is now we start with the new five, the rest of the five for the day. And so now we get to the up to date. So we're up to date. We did our review. So next, this one right here, number six, why is premature ejaculation harmful to our sexual health? So before we get into this one, this one is so important because this is the core of why our wives are dissatisfied with us as husbands. They're dissatisfied with us as uh, men and they don't want to make love to us. So I'm going to give you the, the world's, I'm going to give you the, the normal definition of premature ejaculation. And then I'm going to give you the holy lover definition of premature ejaculation. So the normal textbook uh, definition of premature ejaculation is what is that before our wife has had is um, has had one sexual peak, which is what I call orgasms, because you can't say orgasm too much because folks get all crazy. So what, before our wife has one sexual peak, we as a man lose control. Okay, so that's terrible. That's bad. That's egoism. That's hedonism, um, and uh, uh. There is uh, the Pope. Uh, oh, Pope. I forgot what Pope wrote it. Oh, the book. Ah, anyway, um, basically, he said the Pope said it's 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 uh, hedonistic to allow this. This is the church talking that it's selfish and hedonistic, which means selfishness, selfish for a man not to allow his wife to have at least one um, sexual peak. Because why? Because what happens is she starts to feel like a utensil. She starts to feel like an object and she's not having a good time. So basically, this thing, if you were her and remember what I always say, you always look at your relationship with your wife from her side and your side. So you're this big 200 pound man. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll say you this 140 to 300 pound man, which for a woman, all, it's all heavy. Because they're smaller. And, you know, oh, Lord, he wants to have sex again. Oh, okay. Well, I really don't really want to do it, but it's my responsibility as a wife, and I want to try at least make him a little happy. I ain't going to enjoy it again. So, okay. So what did she allow you to do? You climb on top of her and liking the color purple. What did they say? He just climbed on top of me. He does his business, and then he's done. And after years of that, months of that, women, they, they, they start to realize that this ain't going to change. And I'm not, this is not love and it's not, I'm not happy. And why am I doing this? I mean, dang, you know. So what happens is your beloved becomes sexually frustrated as a woman. She becomes unfulfilled. And remember, sex for a woman is spiritual uh, spiritual, psychological, and emotional. And so this is why the way you as a man make love to your wife fulfills all of that in her completely. But see, nobody teaches us this. We think it's all about me. 
you know, most guys, they make love to their wife and they're trying to get themselves off. So I'm going to try to give her one sexual peak, but if she gets it, okay. If she don't, that's her fault. <laughs> she best hurry up. She knows how I am. <laughs> you know, I'm just joking with y'all. I'm just joking, man. Got to joke sometimes, fellas. You can't be all serious all the time. But look, uh, you, you know, this is something you can have a good time with because it's fun, right? So that's kind of what your wife thinks. Now, you know, slipping in one a couple times, you know, and your wife is not getting her sexual peak. That's, you know, that, you know, we're men, we're human, right? But 95% of the time it is vital that you never think about yourself in the bedroom and you allow your wife to have at least one. Now, the problem is that is not nearly enough. She will still be sexually unfulfilled as a woman because sexual peaks for women which they don't even know it is the fulfillment of them as a woman. It, it proves, it proves to them psychologically and emotionally and spiritually that you completely love her more than anything. Okay. So now that is the normal textbook. If you talk to any doctor or anybody on the street, that's the normal you know, uh, definition of premature ejaculation. Now, the holy lover's definition of premature ejaculation is your wife, as a holy lover, you understand what I just said, that a wife need is a is psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually, sex is what sex is for her. Not just sometimes, all the time. This is why when men outside of marriage have sex with a woman, she's bonded to them for life. And then she goes, they, they leave her and then she goes and flatten their tires. She goes to her job, to their job and causes all kind of havoc. They get, they are, or like say, you know, a, a husband messes around a wife. She gets mad, trying to take all his money and takes him to court. Ain't nothing he can do to get out of it. Women do not get over stuff and we got to get over it and understand it. Okay. So, the, the holy lover definition is a holy lover gives his wife um, as prolongs the sex session and gives his wife as many sexual peaks as she needs to be fulfilled for that session. So what does that mean? That means this is why premature ejaculation is a problem. I ask every guy that I talk to when you and your wife make love do you use control in more than 20 minutes or less than 20 minutes? If it's less than 20 minutes, you have a premature ejaculation problem. If it's more than 20 minutes, you're on the go. You, you, you're, you're, you know, you, you, you on the way to being a, a great lover because it takes women at least 20 minutes to warm up. Well, that's what I mean by that. It takes women at least 20 minutes for their bodies to be ready to receive you as a, as a husband. So if you, or making love to your wife and you <laughs> lose control in less in less than that 20 minutes, then your wife is completely like, this is not fun. This is not, I'm not happy with this. This is crap. But if you more more than 20 minutes, then her, she's at least warmed up. But that's, that's only a small part of that. That's just the first phase. And so that's why you hear me say the holy lover definition is, you must understand that your wife needs way more than just one, two, five, ten sexual peaks. Why? Because most women, like I said, are 
have trauma in their lives and they have that that making the way you make love to your wife gets rid of that those those um those traumas in their life like what you know abortion they had an abortion if they were sexually abused if they're um if they're uh let's say if their parent dies or or they had a failed marriage anything in a woman's life causes inhibitions to cause trauma because of their ability to emotionally connect with the children it's a gift and if we as men don't understand that we if we just think sex is just sex then it could defeat the whole thing now look man I don't know why God set it up like that. I guess it's so that men learn to suffer and sacrifice for something greater than themselves. I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. Um, but if you as a man in the bedroom are not willing to sacrifice your wants, desires for your woman, then what are you married to her for? You know, but see, in today's society, we're taught to only think about ourselves, you know. Um, and so that is a definition of premature ejaculation. Um, and it's the real definition because you as a man have a lot more power than you think you do in your marriage, but see, nobody teaches this stuff. And so you don't even know what's up. You like, well, man, what's wrong with her? I had a guy yesterday. He said, man, I, I don't know what's wrong with her. I don't know what's wrong with her, man. She, she just stopped talking to me. Didn't, and then every time I talked to her, I tried to ask her what's wrong. She said, I told you 10 times already. <laughs> We're supposed to read their mind, right? We're supposed to be there, right? read their mind, fellas. <laughs> I know it ain't fair. So next premature ejaculation is harmful because through major toxicity in our blood system, we as husbands are unable to maintain control during the marital embrace. If you can't maintain control and you feel like you want to lose control when you're making love because you have too much toxicity in your body, you're eating the wrong things. Next. Um, the term, uh, this in turn displeases our wives, which means over time she will abhor making love with us because of her extreme displeasure and unfulfillment sexually as a woman. Talked about that. But I didn't talk about this. This will cause inhibitions, which is what? Frigidity, um, a low sexual desire for her husband. She will also unconsciously, unconsciously begin to feel like an object and used only for her body. Just like birth control multiplies this feeling in her significantly. This is why you don't have your wife take birth control. This is why if you're a woman, you don't take birth control. For the first reason is if you're a woman and you take birth control, you will pick the wrong man to date, to court, and to marry. It's a proven fact. Women on birth control will choose the wrong man to marry. Then they marry that fool. And then when they stop taking birth control because they want to have kids, they go, oh my God, what did I marry him for? Okay, birth control makes already makes a woman feel like an object. She is an, basically when a woman takes birth control, she is an object. She has basically volunteered to be a knife, a fork or a spoon. And the man is only using her for her for her, his pleasure, which is her body. Because, listen, if a woman cannot have babies, which is what she's created for, to give saints back to God and so that she can nurture her children and nurture her husband and give the love back to the world, what are you here for? You have no purpose as a woman. You have no mission. You have no worth as a woman. And people are going to like me saying that, but it's the truth. Because we have tried it the world's way for 70 years with abortion 
and birth control and no fault divorce and all this crap. And I ask you, gentlemen, how has that worked? How has that worked in this crappy society? And I hate it. I hate that women are, are used like this and they don't even know it. They don't. Because they're demonically oppressed and they have no idea the demon is talking to them and they have no idea what's going on. And so when a good man comes along that wants to love them and treat them with respect and put them on a pedestal and love them for the rest of his life, she can't even choose to do. She can't even act right to the man. And that ain't right either. You know, and this is the problem, man. We've got to open our eyes when it comes to sex, man. Stop trying to think sex is just for pleasure. It ain't. We are here as people to to fulfill the mission of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is what? To create souls, to be in the end game. And the end game is what is heaven in eternity forever with our beloved God, the divine lover, man. That's what's up. But what do we do? We screw it up. I don't want to have no kids. I only want to have one kid. We're only going to have two kids. Just selfish, man. Just selfish. And we wonder why our marriages are crap. Our lives are crap. We wonder why we're never happy. We're never satisfied. We're never fulfilled. And nothing we do. You know why? Because we keep going against the natural law of things. We keep going against the natural law of things, fellas, and it don't work. Your way does not work. Satan's way does not work. The government's way does not work. It doesn't. What works is try our best through love, mercy, obedience, and try to do the best we can to gain the love and respect of our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, man. And that's what this is about, dude. And if we can't send souls back to Jesus or to our Lord, to God, why? Because God don't need us. God does not need us, man. We're so arrogant. Well, I'm, I'm not going to be some baby farm for him. I'm not going to do that. He just wants me to, my husband just wants me to have all these kids. I don't want to have all these kids. They gonna mess up my body and I can't I can't go to work. I can't be a doctor no more. I can't go to college and do all this and make all this money. Dude, all what lady, all you are doing is screwing up your soul. And when you get 40 and 50 and you really want to have kids like Miss Oprah Winfrey, and she's miserable too, she'll tell you. Her and her little dogs and her dogs up in the house, you know. Dude, that's a lonely life. I don't care how much money you got. People try to go, oh, well, I'm going to have all my friends around me. Man, your friends, they got their own lives. They can't be supporting you. Just like when my wife worked for the sec for the um when my wife worked for um the uh this Catholic cemetery, man. People ain't got no kids, man, or they're homosexual, and then they die. Nobody comes to their funeral. They don't even have a funeral. You know what they do? They come and take the ashes and put them in a thing, and one person will come and say, well, goodbye, and they leave. It is so sad. It is so sad, man. You have no children. You didn't love whoever you didn't love enough, didn't even love yourself enough to have children that can love you back and take care of you as you took care of them. That's called grace.
And it, man, I, I know I get upset about this when I think about it, man, because we are just, we believe it or not, as men and husbands, we have the power to, to in, influence our environment to be great men. But what do we do? We always be suckers. We always suckers for something. And we never do the stuff that's going to really mean something in our lives. And I'm sick of it, man. I'm sick of it. You know, and that's the deal about this stuff, man. Get your wife off birth control. (laughs) It's hurting her. (laughs) Okay. So next, again, um, love must have something on the line. Okay. And over time, the the you know, the birth control will begin. Your wife will just trust in the marriage and a feeling that her husband does not love her. Again, love must have something on the line, and that is children. Without the possibility of children, sex becomes lustful, selfish, and demeaning, especially for her. And premature ejaculation means that our wife is not having any sexual peaks at all. Okay, and without sexual peaks, she will stop wanting to make love to her husband and begin to think of him as selfish and uncaring. How many times have you guys heard that one? And women, they don't really bring it up. They just kind of suffer and with it and they don't tell you. And then when they leave you, it's like, well, they can anyone tell you all the bad stuff. I'm not attracted to you no more. I'm not in love with you. I love you, but I'm not in love with you. You know, you don't make me feel special. You know, blah, blah, blah. All that has to do with revolving around prayer, your uh, your your role as a man, and your ability to be a world-class lover. And when I, I'm going to keep saying world-class lover, man. I'm not joking with you. I'm not joking with you, man. Okay. People, when people say world class, most of the time they they full of crap. When I'm talking, when I tell you, when I say that, that, that I really mean that. You need to become the top one percent of lovers in the world, and I can teach you how to do that. Okay, why? Not for yourself, but for God and your wife to keep your marriage together, to keep the emotional connection together with your wife. Because that is important. In today's society, your wife has too many support things in around her. Divorced women, single women, her job, the government, TV, all her friends. They all are trying to get or, or all of that stuff is ordered towards splitting up the family. All of it is. And so you come to a fool like me, a black bald-headed fat guy. <laughs> And he's telling you the complete opposite of what your instincts and what you've been taught your whole life. And it's hard to believe. I know that it was hard for me to believe it at first until I became one until I became one. And I've taught other guys how to become one. I know it sounds unbelievable, but you know what? We get to the making love mastery category. We'll go more into it. So. Next, we are on the next one. So number seven, how does what we eat harm our sexual health? Woo-wee. Boy, y'all ain't going to like this one. So what can we, what can we eat uh, cause, what we eat can cause premature ejaculation, okay? Which means, you know, if you can't last any more than enough, long enough for your wife to be able to have one sexual peak, you have a problem, a serious problem. 
Um, and so what we have to do is we got to figure that out. So our diet is everything when it comes to our sexual health and our mental and bodily health in general. People don't understand that everything you put in your mouth, people that have disorders and they're these made up disorders about ODD and OHDD and what other OD, whatever, these all these mental things that people use, excuses they do, they, they got not to act right. You know, everything we put in our body, gentlemen, everything affects our body and affects our mental, our mental health. But they ain't going to tell you that. You know why? Because they got to keep filling you with those medications. Because those medications cost a lot to develop, but they are cheap to make. And so if I can get you to pay hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars for them, and I can get the doctors to give them to you, hey, my life is happy. But guess what? Your life as a patient, as a human person, is miserable. This is why... I tell everybody, if you are have a problem and you're sick, mentally have a, a, some kind of made-up mental disease or whatever, even if you have schizophrenia or whatever, and, and or you something goes wrong in your body, like you have joint pain, stuff like that, the first thing you do is you fast. You fast. You stop putting stuff in your body for 10 days. Then see how you feel. Guess what? You're going to feel great. You're going to feel great. That right there lets you know you got too much toxicity in your body. That's why you can't keep control when you're making love. Okay. Hey, that was for free. So you want to know more, go to SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and we can go the rest of the way. But that one's free. That right there is worth the price of a billion dollars. Okay. Next. Um... So once this happens, disease sets in. So here's what we got. So what we eat causes inflammation and toxicity, which begins to affect our organs, such as our liver, heart, kidneys, lungs, etc. Once this happens, disease sets in, such as diabetes, lung disease, liver disease, heart disease, arthritis, etc. So we then get on medications that these that these make the toxicity become more damaging. And when all of these things start, it starts to decline slowly or in many very fast of our sexual health. Remember, everything that we do, it declines our sexual health, which which produces erectile dysfunction and the inability to maintain control or to even maintain an erection. We must remember that our sexual organs run on the fuel called blood. <laughs> and anything that pollutes that blood pollutes and affects our sexual health. Bam. Thank you for that. You can email me and say, Jerry, thank you for that little tip. Anytime. <laughs> so next, the next one, number eight, number nine, number 10. Yeah, there we go. Number eight. So why is it unfair to our beloved wife if we harm our sexual health? Ooh, that's another good one. So as basically stated above, disease is not an accident. It is a result of us neglecting our bodies and what we place in our bodies of years and decades. The mental embrace for our wives is far more important than it is for us men. Why? It highly affects them emotionally, spiritually, and psychologically. Again, in most cases, their heart, mind, and souls follow. As a holy lover, a husband must realize the importance of the holy caress to his wife and move to never disappoint her in this area. For all wives, sex and the benefits of her having as many sexual peaks as she desires relieves much of her past inhibitions and traumatic pain in her life. 
such as abortions, sleeping with other men that are not her husband, a miscarriage, rape, or any kind of sexual abuse or verbal abuse or a failed marriage. Now, as a husband, you know and hopefully understand these things, and we go back to our sexual health. Gentlemen, again, sex is just not sex. Is just, just not sex. It's very, very, very important. This is why you hear me say that be, besides prayer, it's the most important thing in your marriage. And when people say that it isn't, that's because they ain't having none. And or and on top of that, they don't even know how to have it properly. <laughs> okay, now, so I must ask if as a husband, we are sick, diseased, have erectile dysfunction, we have premature ejaculation, we have heart disease, diabetes, arthritis, and are on a litany of prescribed medications. How are we going to help our wives relieve much of the emotional pain and trauma that has built up over her life? If we are unable to bond with her during the mental embrace, and uh, you, that is the key. When we make love to our wife, we are bonding with her deeply, deeply, deeply because she is a receiver. Women are receivers. This is why sex affects them so much. This is why when a woman, they say there's no wrath like a woman scorned or whatever that saying is. Because women cannot get over it, gentlemen. They can't because of the way they're made. This is why God has it set up that we don't fornicate and have sex with anybody that's not our husband because women can't take it emotionally. They lose their minds. This is the power you have as a man and you don't even know it. This is how you, this is how what I'm trying to tell you, man. This is why this is so important. Because this is what you need a coach for. Somebody that understands these things and can help you to under, to get this through, to help your wife, to take care of her, to love her, to be her beloved. This is to, to understand how to really and truly love her intimately. Okay? That's what this is about, man. This ain't about some lustful crap, man. It ain't. You've got to understand how important God is in this whole thing. How important the, how, what he created, man. This is what he created. He created that. So this what I'm telling you is he created this man so that we could love him and our wives and suffer and sacrifice for that love. That's what this is about, fellas. That's what this whole thing's about. And if you don't know how to do that, you are um you are not being good to yourself. You are not helping yourself. You you're you're at a disadvantage, man. You know, okay, so boom, that's what I'm talking about, baby. So, next, um, if we are unable to bond with our wife during the mental embrace, I ask, is this fair to her? If we can't give our wife that emotional connection that she so much craves, is it fair? Again, our sexual health addresses anything that is harmful or negatively affects our ability to make world class love to our beloved physically or spiritually, right? So, Physically is what I'm talking about now, like taking care of your body, understanding what that means, understanding what sex is really about, understanding why God created sex, understanding the whole meaning behind this whole thing. That is the, the, the physical aspect of that. Then later on in the second, we're going to go to the spiritual. We're going to go to the spiritual thing. Um, 
and um and, and the spiritual thing goes into God and the and understanding what, what that does to your wife like that. So um we talk about spirituals why again because of how the holy caress affects the makeup of our wife, which is emotional, psychological, and spiritual. Are we are we being a true man if we neglect our sexual health, knowing how vital it is? Okay. And so I did not, I don't think I skipped one. Yep, I haven't skipped one. It feels like I did. So the next one. How can offenses against chastity, such as pornography and masturbation, open the door to the demonic in our home and harm our souls? Look, fellas, as a man, your second mission as a man is to defend. Do what? Defend against the demonic in your home. If you are in marriage crisis right now, that is because the demonic is in your home and you have not done your job as a husband to get it out. Okay, and you must if you don't know how to do it, save my marriage.com. We'll talk about it. But you've got to learn how to do that, man, because it, 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 this stuff, bad things in your life are not coincidences. And it's stop. It's time for us to stop believing that. Stop thinking that everything happens for a reason. Okay, so again, how can offenses against chastity, such as pornography and masturbation, open the door to the demonic in our home and harm our souls again? Our sexual health addresses anything that positively affects or is harmful to our negatively affects our ability as husbands to make world-class love to our beloved wife physically and spiritually. And so now we're talking about the spiritual side and the offenses against chastity of pornography, masturbation, not only affect our sexual health physically, but attack it with a vengeance spiritually. It separates you from God. Those things, offenses against chastity, you know, homosexuality, um, uh, lust, prostitution, uh, um, pornography, masturbation. And it's like two or three others I can't think of right now because I'm hyped up. But, you know, that those things right there, man, they 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 do that. They they separate you from God. The the uh, uh, chastity does when we go against chastity. OK. And so we got to understand that. Okay, we must understand these two items open the door to the demonic because they interfere with procreation. Remember, if you think about it, God only gets really pissed off when we go against against creation. That's because that's the whole purpose of this whole thing. That's the whole purpose of the world. The whole purpose of the universe is to get the souls back to him, to be in front of him. I'm not going to stop saying it because that is the number one mission of God. Because remember, he didn't need us. He didn't. He created us because he loved us and wanted to share his love and mercy and justice with us. Okay. Next, um, this is God's ultimate plan for us to send souls back to him as saints in order to spend eternity. um, And in order to spend eternity with him in heaven. This goes under I will not serve declaration that Satan proclaimed. Remember, the true love of God comes not under our feelings towards him, but of our obedience to him. And that is the reason we have free will. We've got to understand if you say you love God as a husband, as a man, as a father, if you say you love God, then your only true uh, proof of that is obedience. Because God don't care about emotion. That's why the Catholic faith is so great. Because the Catholic faith has understands that. 
that love is not about emotion. Love is about the act of the will. Okay. And if I can get your will, that means you love me. That's why in that quote at the beginning of the show that he talks about the honeymoon phase and then things get hard. Talks about when you first come to God, like how everything is great. Everything you, everybody's excited and they, all the emotion. I love Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I love you so much. And then what does God do? He strips all those feelings away from you. Now prove you really love me. Now there's no, no, there's no cookies involved. There's no ice cream and there's no cake. Now you say you love me. I'm God. I'm your creator. Prove it. There's no emotions involved. Now what you going to do? And that's how marriage is. The same thing happens in marriage. Some days you love your wife. Some days you can't stand her. Some days you love your husband. Some days you can't stand him. But that is that is God pulling you towards him. And that's God chipping the, the imperfections off of you and your husband and your and your spouse to come together to grow to him. But what do we do? We fail. We fail. Okay. So my job as a coach, that's why if you are not, if you are an or if you are a Christian or a Catholic, you should not be going to any kind of coach or counselor that is not a that's not a Christian. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. If you are a Catholic, especially an Orthodox Catholic, you should not be going to a Christian counselor or a person that is not. Why? Because they have different things going on. They have different beliefs. They, they don't understand a lot of things. Okay? If you are a Christian, though, you should be going to a Christian counselor or a Catholic counselor or a Christian coach or a Catholic coach. Okay? Next. Um, so, um, we have free will. Either we choose the way of Christ or the way of Satan. There is no in-between. Pornography and masturbation separates us from God immediately and places us on the team of Satan. For this reason, the demonic enters our home easily because God is no longer present. That's what separates. That's what it means to separate from God, right? Basically, you are, we are in mortal sin which means we do something that severs that tie between us and our Lord Jesus Christ. And so what does that mean? We have given our, when we as the head of our home, give our life over to Satan and we separate ourselves from the grace of God, then what are we told? We told God, I don't need you. I'm going to hang out with Satan. So guess what happens? Our home becomes filled with the demonic of oppression. That's what happens. And then what happens? Chaos ensues which is why people are in marriage crisis, which is why the families are getting separated, okay? Next, um, this holds extremely true because the husband is the protector and defender of the home, and if he is in mortal sin, there is no protection from evil, the evil one in his home. This is not theory, this is fact, okay? Last one, number 10, what are the fruits of you maintaining good sexual health? As you can see, sex is not just sex, man. Sex is not just sex. It is much, much more than that as it enhances your powers as true man. Authentic, authentic man, Christian soldier. It is the gateway to the heart, mind, and soul of your beloved. And it fosters the union between you, your beloved, and the divine lover. As Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen says, in his book, Three to Get Married, it takes three to make love in heaven. 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It takes three for heaven to make love to earth, God, man, and Mary, through whom God became man. It takes three to make love in the Holy Family, Mary and Joseph, and the consummation of their love, Jesus. And it takes three to make love in hearts. The lover, the beloved, and love. Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. That's Save MyCatholicMarriage.com to become the man God created you to be and the husband your wife needs. Lastly, I always get the question, why don't you help women? And I always answer them, I do. So, for all of you beloved wives out there that want to reignite that feeling of emotional closeness and complete love from your hubby, consider marriage coaching and visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an improved marriage within 30 days. And so, as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI. And I hope that you guys um, got some out of this show today. And um, as you can see, I'm very passionate about what I do. I want to help. And I, I do this because the Holy Spirit is in me and wants me to do this. And believe me, many times, fellas, over the past eight years, I have wanted to quit. <laughs> I have wanted to quit. But the Holy Spirit always makes it painful for me when I quit. So I stopped trying to quit. <laughs> so, again, share the show, share the show, share the show. Episodes 110 and episodes 111. Okay. Um, and other than that, I will see you tomorrow. And as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, society offers you comfort. But you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. Now, go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical. To join as a listener or view the live stream, visit the Catholic Alpha Radical Live Facebook page or visit CatholicAlpha.com for Catholic marriage help that actually works. Bang.